Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. All views expressed by speakers on The Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on The Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka The Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, The Nifty Investor. So Bitcoin just crashed as we speak now through to 39,000. An absolute flash crash. So today we're going to discuss everything that's happening in the market right now and what we think is going to happen next. Yeah. Um, it caught me off guard. I'm not going to lie. I was having lunch with a buddy <laughs> and then all of a sudden I saw a little Twitter notification pop up on my phone and it's like panic at the disco. Like what is going on right now? Yeah, it's pretty bad. I have certain notifications set up on my crypto apps that, you know, when, when either, whenever Bitcoin or Ethereum goes down a certain percent in a short time frame then only then do I get a notification. And that's when you know you get that notification, things are bad. Not good. Because there's been no big spike, so I'm never getting the positive ones. I'm just getting the negative ones. And mm. today I got another one, so we have to discuss this. Yeah. I think it was you. You sent me a little... I just saw this little red. I'm like, oh, no. But he's like, what's wrong, man? <laughs> Bitcoin's yeah. crashing. It's bad. All right, so so what's going on right now? There, it seems like there's a firestorm of negative activity, negative sentiment in the markets, not only in the stock market, but also in the crypto market. So start from the top. The stock markets are in, a, in bad shape right now. Um, there's fear of Russia invading Ukraine, which is the latest FUD that is, you know, sending the market down. Right. What's that invasion all about? Uh, so there's there's been, you know... It's an energy crisis? Energy crisis? It has to do with a, a number of things. There's the energy crisis. There's uprising. There's, you know, Russian expats that are in the areas of, was it Kazakhstan and Ukraine? And Biden came out, I think, yesterday and said he fully expects Russia to uh, amass along the Ukrainian border and potentially invade those, cer those certain areas of Ukraine um, within the, you know, the near future. So that sends everyone into a panic. Yeah, I mean, that's the last thing I think the planet needs right now is a war, you know, after dealing with Omicron and, you know, green energy and all the, like all, just all these things that are occurring. Uh, the stock market is not doing well. It, it seems like it's been, you know, on a dramatic decline for a while. Definitely. Um, the thing I caught was the Russian crypto ban. Right. So this is new today, right? This is brand new. Yep. Now it just came out. It re really reminds me of when China is talking about their crypto ban and right. what it did to the market back. And I think, you know, it happened a, a few times throughout the year. I think <clears throat> it was back in March was the significant one. And now I'm seeing proposed Russian crypto ban may push miners west right. out to Canada, uh, the U.S. So we're going to be relying on now only two countries to be doing all this mining. Where what other country is going to be able to handle the mining for Bitcoin? Yeah. So Russia was a, was always a huge proponent of crypto mining and Bitcoin mining because their energy costs are super low. Um, and they've got these massive facilities out in Siberia, out in regional Russia, right? These guys are, um, you know, a huge chunk of Bitcoin mining. So if they're banning it now, just like you said, it's, it's you know, it just it leaves a lot of questions in the Bitcoin market. Um, where do things go? So we've got potential war, another powerhouse country banning Bitcoin and crypto. Um, what else do we have? That scares me because when we're only down to a couple countries that are going to handle the mining, who else is going to do that? Is it going to be down, what, we're going to rely on Mexico to do it or something? Or, yeah, I mean, you know, El Salvador? 
you, you don't want to rely on too few parties, right? Because then what if something happens in one of those countries? Then you're basically, you're, you're fucked. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not good. Combine that with, I think, what the Federal Reserve discussed today. Um, is that, that was the fact that they, they believe there could be a, a safe digital asset, but I don't think it's Bitcoin that they're referring to. Right. So, like, they're going to create their own. Yeah. A CBDC would be the safest digital asset for the economy. So, that it's almost like there, there was a no policy. Right. You know, when people people were hoping for, there would have been some sort of mm. positive sentiment moving forward with crypto and with Bitcoin, just due to all the mass adoption that we're seeing currently. And it didn't seem as though we got that today. Right. So on top of potential war <coughs> and Russia banning Bitcoin, you have potential <clears throat> government, I don't know if you want to call it interference or non-acceptance or, you know, government regulation. There's just, it's a lot of... A lot of mystery of what's going on right now. And I think no one's really certain what the future holds. They never are. But there's just, there's a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt to the definition of it in the market right now. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned the Fed. The Fed has also been tapering. So that's been one of the main reasons why the stock market has been going down. So the Fed has been, you know, pumping money, printing money into the market ever since the start of the pandemic. But now, uh, Powell, the chairman of the Fed, said they're going to be starting to taper, which means they're taking money out of the market. So this is bad for the stock market. This is bad for crypto. This is bad for all markets because they're all correlated. Mm -hmm. So after propping the market up with this magic money printer for nearly two years now, yep. the time is potentially coming where they're taking money out of the market. So it's just, it's another thing that's pushing the markets down. Yep. Well, we have the rising infl inflation rates. Right. So there is, you know... Bitcoin has always been seen as a hedge against inflation. You know, it's a deflationary asset. You know, there's only 21 million ever created. They were printing money. When you put, you know, it comes down to supply and demand. You have this, now you have all this money circulating. You have people trying to obtain products and items at the, at the different, at stores. <clears throat> but there's no supply. So it's driving all the prices up. Right? right. So what are they going to have to do? What are they going to have to do to bring the, the inflation rate back down to make it affordable for everybody? I'm thinking that they're going to have to raise rates on mortgages, interest rates. Yeah. Right. Um, because if let's say so many people entered the market this year, right? The housing boom was incredible. Everybody entered, entered the market, but they did it really there's Everybody's stretching themselves thin. You know, you have uh, a paramedic, uh, a firefighter, you know, people are making $80,000, but they're buying these $1.3 million homes. If we, if we raise the rates, the interest rates, a quarter of a percent on a mortgage, <clears throat> those people are now owe an extra you know, $25,000 a year on their property. So what that's going to do is it's going to bring down the spending and which is going to remove some of the demand, which should help with the supply to eventually bring down the inflation. Right. So that almost it goes counterintuitive to what, Bitcoin is all about the fixed supply, right? All that kind of if stuff. If that makes sense, yeah. I mean, it definitely it definitely makes sense. And on the same point about inflation, um, we've obviously seen a massive rise in prices. Inflation, as you said, everything from gas to food to rental cars. You know, I was just down in Mexico, and the rental car was three times the price that I thought it was going to be because of inflation. Everything is just insane prices. Um, and you know, Bitcoin is traditionally seen as an inflation hedge. But with the volatility, especially lately, I think, you know, a lot of people are, are questioning 
um, the validity of that statement. You know, gold is also seen as a traditional inflation hedge and it's much, much less volatile than Bitcoin. Um, and then when you look at what industry insiders are saying about inflation, they're saying the worst is yet to come. Mm-hmm. You know, people who run these big food distribution companies and shipping companies, they're saying you haven't seen nothing yet. Right. So that kind of just alludes to the fact that later on this year in 2022, inflation could get wild and out of control. Yeah. Um, so, which is bad for everybody, but not, but let's, so put, put yourself in a position of <clears throat> you own a property, you own, you own land. And now there's talks of potential interest rates spiking, you know, interest rates on a, on a mortgage is so low right now. It's like one, 1%. If they raise it to 1.25% and you owe an extra 30 K 40 K per year, are you really going to be putting your money in a speculative asset like, like Bitcoin, especially when it's this volatile, when you need your money now to potentially cover what is about to come, which is a, the inflation or B the potential interest rate hikes on your, on your mortgage. For sure. So it's a tricky one, but you know, okay. The, the picture we, we just painted is, is one of gloom and doom, right? <laughs> so we basically just said the markets are tanking. The world is crashing. Everything is crumbling. Everything that the foundation has been built on is fake and it's lies and it's all the, the reckoning is coming. However, I think when you look back in the in the history of the markets and you look at everything, there's always there's always a sentiment like this in the air. People are always calling for the crash. There always there's always interest rates hikes. There's always inflation. There's always something mm. that people paint the picture of fear. Of course, because media makes money off of fear, so they're always picking things and whether they're true or not, or half truths or complete lies or whatever. There's always fear in the air. And you can go back and look at the market, look at this chart for the S&P 500 over the last 50 years, Mm -hmm. and every major dip is a buy opportunity. Yeah, The markets go up over time, and especially with crypto and Bitcoin, we know this is a very new market, just born, you know, 13 years old or whatever. Um, This is early days. Mm -hmm. So are you going to flash crash panic and sell all your Bitcoin because it crashed to... 39,000 today? Yeah. Or do you think we're going to look back on this moment, January 2022, if we're, we're going to be podcasting in six months and eight months, are we going to look back on this and say, wow, that was an opportunity? Mm-hmm. And even if Bitcoin crashes down to 35, maybe to 30, whatever, where do you think it's going to be in six to 12 months? These are opportunities. Yeah. So, but it's the hardest thing to put your emotions aside when everything is negative and buy the dip, right? Yeah. Because it just keeps dipping. How do you feel right now? Like if, if you're being true to yourself and honest, like how, is, how do you feel right now with, you know, this flash crash that just occurred? I think it's, we're going to look back. But how do you feel? Like, do you feel, do you feel a bit more fear? Um, honestly, you know what I mean? Or you, or have you, do you have the ability to remove emotions? I think I'm getting better at the ability to remove emotions because the money that I have invested in crypto, I'm not, you know, I don't need that for my day-to-day living. Right. So as long as I can provide myself with, you know, my daily expenses, my monthly expenses, that's fine. The rest is a long-term investment portfolio. Right. Um, so I'm not going to go run to my portfolio and sell all my stuff in hopes that I can buy back in 20% lower. Yeah. It's yeah. just, you know, in my early days of investing, I might've done that, mm-hmm. but now I can just chill with it, understand that where that portfolio and those assets and those companies are going to be in five to 10 years, whatever it's much, much more valuable than yeah, it is now. Yeah. So just chill with it. If anything, and you know, we preach this all the time, just dollar cost average into your top positions. And I've been doing that. You know, Bitcoin's been ranging from 42 to 39 over the last, what, two weeks? Mm-hmm. And I've been steadily buying more. I know that it's possible that it will go lower, but I'm still comfortable buying around the 40K level because I think that this year we're going to see much higher levels. Right. So you and I interact with a lot of people online, you know, 
through our Twitter accounts. We get to see comments in our TikTok and our Instagram videos. I didn't notice. So last time when Bitcoin had that little bit of a sell-off, it just seemed like there was still too much positive sentiment in the air. You know, you saw the crypto bulls out there. No, this is fine. It's a little dip. Now, when I look out there, and I, I, I kind of like this. I think this is the fear we need. Yeah. You know, I'm not seeing those same crypto bulls pumping out their charts saying, no, we're in this descending wedge and, you know, we're about to break this. And I'm not seeing that right now. Last time I saw a little bit of a drawback, I saw bulls out still. Right. Now right. I'm like, this is the fear that we need. And this is the fear I want to buy into. Yep. You know, call me a, a, a crypto maximalist, but I do see it as the way of the future with everything that's what that's occurring in the space right now with the adoption it's not going anywhere blockchain technology is here to stay whether you like it or not so now that i'm seeing true fear this is giving me more hope if yeah. that makes sense 100 percent. well you know what's the saying um it's always d- darkest before the dawn yeah you know you need that that peak fear in the market where the sentiment is bitcoin is going to zero mm-hmm. and it's like all right sell everything, it's gone. That is where the market bottoms out. And I Mm -hmm. think you're right. We haven't seen that. And, you know, I do a lot of these research and stuff on Twitter. Um, Those those young analysts, Will Clemente and Dylan LeClaire, great guys if you want to go follow them on Twitter. Um, They're both of the same camp where there's just a lot of leverage and stuff that's still in the market that needs to get wiped out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I even saw one of them post yesterday or maybe even earlier today saying, you know, we haven't hit the bottom yet because if you look at the open interest and the leverage in the market, there's still, it's still significant. That needs to get wiped out before they're, the bottom is in and then you can finally get back to a steady uptrend. Right. So I think that's, it kind of lines up with what you're saying. We haven't hit that bottom, bottom out where that, that greed and fear index is at like zero. Yeah, we need a zero. <laughs> it sounds like we need a zero to pop its little head out. We need a zero. We yeah. need a gigantic red candle. Mm-hmm. Um, it might wick down to who knows, 35, 30 for an hour. Like it just could happen. Um, then wipes all the leverage out. And then when everyone thinks it's over, that is the best buy opportunity. I'm not trying to time the market. I'm no, I hear, yeah, we do. That's all the only thing we preach. It's yeah. like, man, you can be the best trader in the world. You can't, you can't perfectly time this every time. No. Every, everybody who was this technical trader would have millions upon millions of dollars. All of them. Yeah. So I, just so I even saw a, a certain technical analy- uh, analyst of crypto today boasting. He had a uh, calendar about... Um, bullish bearish he predicted the month and today he had bullish and because there was the spike earlier today he posted on twitter <laughs> saying look i've been on a super hot run january 20th bullish i told you and then three hours later nuke <laughs> so look technical analysis is great but it only goes so far because as we talked about at the start of this show there's so much sentiment and, and news and world events that mm-hmm. that really have a huge effect on the market so technical analysis is great it's a good tool to have in your bag um, but with Bitcoin, especially at the moment, it's co- companies regular uh, countries regulating it, countries banning it. War is a huge thing. There's there's just so many other factors. You can't just go by technical analysis. But it is yeah. good. I mean, what would happen if the the Fed created their own crypto and just said, "No, this is it. That's their policy. We're not Bitcoin's done. You're not allowed to use Bitcoin anymore." Like, could they do that? I mean, I suppose they could do anything. That's what I mean. Um, like yeah. that, that's some scary stuff, man. For sure. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, the governments do have the power to they do can anything. They do whatever they want. Um, I feel like 
if the American government were to do something like that, it would probably, you know, not work out for them in the long run because right. other countries would see that as a weakness. Okay, they're not adopting crypto. Well, how about if everyone else adopts crypto? Because, you know, everyone's coming for America's head mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. So if other countries see America saying, no, 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 we're doing our own thing. Bitcoin, USDC, USDT, not allowed here. Everyone's like, okay, this is a weakness. How about we all adopt it and America's left out? Yeah. And the same thing goes for China, you know, and, and all the other countries. I think long term, if you're banning this and not adopting it at all, it's probably not going to work mm-hmm. out well for you. Yeah. I don't know. So on the flip side of things, in the past 24 hours, we've seen Instagram now allows NFT sales. Right. We have Google created a blockchain division. You know, yep. Google's a pretty big company. Yep. <laughs> uh, El, Sal- El Salvador is to- going to offer BTC back loans. Twitter's rolling out NFT verifications. Charles Schwab another big name yep is going to open crypto and the mayor of new york is going to get paid in bitcoin and ethereum right you know so these there's a lot again going back to our adoption theory and you know how the industry keeps growing i'm really not too panicked about this no you know short term yeah whatever it sucks but it's short term and you know as as you just said if you look at the other news other than the fud you know, what is going on in the crypto and the blockchain industry. There is mass adoption happening under your nose. Yeah, Everyone is getting into it. Every single big company is getting into crypto, blockchain, NFTs. It's all happening. So you see the price is going one way and adoption going the other way. That's usually, you know, an opportunity. It's similar to in the stock market when a company puts out a, an amazing earnings report and the price tanks, you know, uh, long-term investors see that as a buy-the-dip opportunity yeah. because you're seeing one thing, but the, the price isn't reflecting it. Exactly. Well, eventually the price will reflect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we're seeing crypto prices go red and red and red, but the world keeps adopting it more and more and more, and these platforms like Ethereum and Solana are being used more with every passing day, mm-hmm. and Bitcoin is being integrated into the Cash App, right. Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lightning Network is now available on the Cash App, and the Cash App is massive one of the biggest payment networks in the United States. The adoption is happening, but somehow someone behind the scenes, and, you know, obviously a lot of this stuff is real, you know, the Russia-Ukraine situation, inflation, but these whales, they want to keep buying more at the lowest price possible. So they want to get that information to you and make everyone panic so you sell to them. Mm -hmm. I think there was one of those glass node charts that shows the whale wallets and how they've been accumulating over the past couple of weeks. And it just goes to show you, you know, the people that have owned the Bitcoin the longest, they know what's happening. They've been steadily buying more Bitcoin at these levels and they're comfortable doing it. And so am I. Yeah, I've been doing the same thing. I mean, I did make a little post in the Discord today. I was cautiously optimistic. The month is not over yet. Yep. I still think we can. 100K, end of the month. <laughs> yeah, in case you missed it, that's what I was calling for. Can you imagine? That'd be shot. <laughs> um, it, it teaches you a lot. Like these moments in time do teach you a lesson because... Right now, if you don't have any capital on the side, you probably have some serious FOMO right now. You're like, Or, sorry, when I say FOMO, I mean you wish you had the opportunity to have some cash on the side to buy a dip like this. For sure. You know what I mean? And I've been, take, I've been a lot more, you know, the, the more we talk, more cognizant of taking profits whenever I have them. There's certain projects that are long-term holds. You know, I love my Hedera. I love my Polkadot. Mm. You know, there's a few other... You know, Phantom, I've been accumulating a lot more of lately. I love, like, I see these as long-term holds. So I'm happy to dollar cost average into those. But there's a few, like, more speculative. You know that they're going to be doing some marketing. You know, there's some other things behind the scenes that 
Yeah. I'm happy to throw some money into this. And if, if I get a quick 30%, 40%, I'm taking my profits out. You know yep. what I mean? And and then stacking it into a stable coin and just waiting for times like this to either buy the dip, wait for the next flip, or add to one of your core positions. Absolutely. So, you know, when we're talking about what's going in the market right now and what are we doing, as you just said, this is a good time, well, we think, to dollar cost average into your top positions. So I'm looking at coin market cap right now, and you just don't really get these types of opportunities typically in the stock market where, you know, rock solid projects dip so significantly over a short period of time. So Ethereum down 8% today, down 13% in the last week. You know, BNB down 9% today, down 12% in the last week. Solana, 8% today, 16% in the last week. I could just go on and on. Polkadot is down 20% in the last week. Yeah. Avalanche down 16%. You know, these are industry leaders in, in, in crypto. And if you really do believe in crypto, Chainlink is down 23% in the last week. Yeah, that's... So, you know, this <laughs> is these are the opportunities that crypto can give people. Um, super volatile. The dips bounce. The dips go low, but the dips can bounce back really quickly. They can. Just as fast as they go down is just as fast as... They can go up. Yeah, massive green dong can appear at any time. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Yeah. That's when I'm next time I'm, I'm out at lunch, I want to see a green dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so, you know, there there is a large camp that's saying this is the start of the bear market. Mm. Um, all the research that I've done and my personal feeling and just reading the tea leaves, seeing adoption in the world, I just I do not agree. Mm-hmm. Um, the bull market hasn't gone on long enough. We haven't seen the parabolic stage. Adoption is insane right now. I just full heartedly don't agree. Um, you know, barring some cataclysmic world event, I think we've got another year of the bull market, you know, six to 12 months. Um, so I'm treating these opportunities as just buy the dip. So you look at those top projects, some of the ones I mentioned chain link, chain link, the one project, the project that links everything together every single crypto project uses chain link and yet it's just crashing down 23 percent. you know come on if you're in the discord you know the projects we love we post about them all the time and these are the projects that i am consistently buying when i see bitcoin wick down to 39k yeah nearly touched 38k here while we're talking yeah hold on i'm just gonna buy some more Um, but like, yeah, look, where's the market at right now? It's obviously not in good shape. I think we're going to look back on January, 2022 as a great opportunity to build up your positions. I still think Bitcoin is going to go to hundred K this year. Um, I just see massive adoption. There's so many catalysts for Bitcoin moving forward, which we're going to talk about in another episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, think what's, about- the, what's the safest thing you could do right now? Like, what do you, like, how would you play it? I mean, look to get into a into a seed sale somewhere like try to get some maybe some play to earn games or is that or is that burning out you know what i mean like what's i mean what do you think i think i'm i'm dollar costing i'm dollar cost averaging into my top positions that's so yeah small uh large cap altcoins that i talk about all the time i'm buying those um i am heavily investing in pre-sales um so through launch pads like downmaker um it seems like the best way to make money in these kind of market conditions you know we've seen the returns that their pre-sales give if you're if you're lucky enough to get into one, it can go five x, ten x, fifty x, a hundred x. There was a two hundred x one last yeah. month. Yeah. Um. So you know. So it, maybe that's an opportunity, like a potential thing that you could be doing in 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 a, in a scenario like this. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I think so. Um, yeah. Okay. As opposed to just buying, you know, as good as I I still do feel buying, you know, something like mm-hmm. Phantom or Chainlink or Harmony and and watching it continue to go down. 
knowing that it's going to be more valuable in the future, you could take that same money and get into pre-sales because if you are lucky enough to get in, it is a much higher likelihood of, of a significant return. Yeah. And yeah. it's a cont- continuous return too, right? Yeah. Over like a period of time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, look look for launch pads like Downmaker in times like this. It's, it's a good way to hedge your bets. Right. Um, as opposed to just, you know, trying to keep feeding the the red candles. What would you tell? So, you know, your position's unique. My position is unique. What would you tell somebody who maybe bought Bitcoin at 55, 60, some odd K or any one of these altcoins that, you know, spiked three, four months ago. And this is their first time in crypto. Yeah. You know, what would, what would you think or tell them at this stage? I would remind them. And I think it's great. It's good that you brought that up because I think a lot of people get very short-term focused, especially in crypto. Um, investing is a long-term game. So you invest, you know, you should invest in a project knowing that it has a long roadmap of becoming more valuable and seeing growth and increasing in value. Right. So just try to put the blinders on and not look at the short-term volatility. If you bought Bitcoin at 50 K in theory, you should be happier to buy it at 35 K knowing and being confident that the reason you bought it is because you think it's going to be worth hundred K plus in the future. Mm -hmm. So I think I would just preach a long-term mindset to people that are freaking out. Yeah. Um, it's something that I struggled with in my early days as an investor. I just didn't see the long term. You know, I'm, we've talked about this before, you know, you see, you know, passing up on investing in Facebook when it was at like a hundred and we just didn't see the long term value there. Or, you know, I, I sold, I think at the start of the pandemic, I held the zoom stock and it went up a little bit and I just didn't see it going to where it was. I didn't see the long term and things. Yeah. Um, so I would just say, look, I would preach long term investment, um, mindset over short term get in and get out. And you know, people always ask us, you know, what's the best thing I can put a hundred dollars into? That's a guaranteed 10 X in the next month. And it's just, (laughs) I hate to see those questions because it's just the wrong mentality to have in crypto, in stocks, in investing and in life. Yeah. You know, everything that's good takes time. Yeah. Everything that's worth, it takes time. So just chill. I think I saw a really interesting chart the other day. It was, I'm going to get the figures, the exact figures wrong, but it was something along the lines of on Google's trajectory to you know, where it is now, it experienced uh, 15, 10% drops, 12, 20 some odd percent drops, right. eight, 30% drops, four, 50% drops. You know, one, I think it was like one 80, 60 or 80% drop. It was a big one, but look at where it is today. That's right. You know, when it's having that conviction, you know, you talk about getting burned on, you know, a stock, for example, Moderna, you know, the pandemic oh, yeah. was hit. I was like, Went up a little bit, 7%, and then it went down. I was like, okay, yeah, maybe the pandemic's over. Like, we got these vaccines, <laughs> yeah, sell yeah. the news. Boom, it goes up like another 800% or yeah. something since then. Yeah, we missed that. We missed out on that one as well. But that was because I, I, I didn't fully, you know, I didn't fully, like, commit. It's, it's, it's to my to conviction. Exa- co- yeah, I didn't have the conviction yeah. when I bought that. It was more like trying to just time it with the virus and all that. So... I have conviction in blockchain technology. I have conviction in hashcraft technology. I have condi- yeah. conviction in the crypto market as a whole. So I'm not really too fussed at the moment. And also because we have been through these dips before. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've personally watched my Ethereum go from $300, 5X to 1500 and go all the way back down to 300 again. Yep, for sure. And, and, and freaking held that thing for multiple for like two or three years afterwards you know what i mean so through the bear market have the conviction 
That's right. I think, you know, we're lucky that we're so plugged into the industry. We're talking about this every day. We're, we're researching projects every day, which helps with our conviction. Yeah. But not everyone has, you know, is, is lucky enough to be able to do that or has the time to do that. Um, so yeah, it, it's about having conviction in your investment and that goes between stocks or crypto. Yeah, Long-term yeah. conviction in the company that you're investing in. You know, crypto at the end of the day, it's a software. Um, Kevin O'Leary had a, a good thing on the Pomp podcast the other day. He said, Crypto is a software. You're investing in a software platform, just like Google or, you know, anything like that. So Zoom, look at the team, look at the software, have conviction in the technology. And this is early days for crypto. This is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, you know, just like you mentioned Google, it brought up something I saw. It's Amazon's chart from their first three years. You know, very volatile. Oh, man. Early stage company, nothing proven. They're just selling books. They're trying to expand. They're raising money. They're in debt. You're like this company's gonna fail. It's all over the place, and then finally it's flattened out, and now it's at three thousand. Yeah, it went from like ten bucks to ninety bucks, all the way back down to like eight bucks. Yeah, imagine. That's, you just gotta have conviction. If yeah. you have done enough research and you're convinced that something like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana is going to be here for a long time, yeah, then it's 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 so hard to do. But you just need to chill in these drops. Yeah, and maybe don't overextend yourself and have everything that you own you know, in one of these projects. Yeah. Like stuff that you're using for your daily expenses should probably not be in crypto. Yes. I think that's a good takeaway there. It's tempting. And this is sometimes <laughs> it's like, why don't we just go all in on <laughs> when, you know, when you do the perfect trade and it goes up 50%, you're like, damn it. I should just put everything I own into why this. Why didn't thing. I mortgage this podcast, Mike? To- <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I think it's, I think, you know, obviously volatile times, a lot of negative, a lot of negative in the news, a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of doubt. I think we're going to look back on this time as a potential buy. I think it could go lower, but check back in July and December of this year and see what 39,000 Bitcoin looks like. Mm, I'm ignoring the FUD. Get the FUD out of here. Just block it out. (laughs) Block it out. Yeah. Continue investing into the projects that we love. That's what we're doing. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, I think that about wraps it up for today. Yeah, make sure you tune into the next episode. That one's going to be a banger. 